Welcome. Thank you for joining us today. Today, we're going to be speaking with Kim Lewis, the president and CEO of Goodwill East Texas. What happens if you are an entrepreneur and a business owner and are looking for a way to get off the ground? I didn't know this, but Goodwill can help. And today, we're going to have a conversation with Kim Lewis, who's going to take us through what her Goodwill does to help entrepreneurs. Thanks for joining. Looking forward to a good conversation. So joining me today is the CEO of Goodwill Industries of East Texas, uh, Kimberly Lewis. Thank you, Kimberly, for joining us today. Thank you for having me. You know, uh, in addition to being a CEO, Kim is also a speaker, an author, a consultant, and for many years she has been a force in drawing attention to the fight for diversity, equity, and inclusion in the workplace. She is a member of a DE and I member leader of the Forbes Nonprofit Council, a member of Chief, which is an organization dedicated to supporting women and executive leaders. And because she has so much free time, she has also got a podcast called Motivational Muse, which focuses on business topics and uh, building diverse, uh, equitable, and inclusive workplaces. And, and you know, Kim, I, I, I admire all that you've done, but I think the one thing that's probably most important to me is that for a number of years, you, you've been my friend. You know, we, we, we met a number of years ago and we hang out at conferences and, uh, and I yeah. enjoy that. And uh, it's, a, it's a privilege to do that. And it's a pleasure, uh, a pleasure to welcome you today uh, to the podcast. Thank you so much for being with us. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm really excited just to have this conversation with you. Yeah. You know, I, if you're in goodwill, you probably know Kim. And if, if you're not in goodwill, I was trying to think of a way to describe you and I think maybe what I would call you, and I checked this with Heather, just, just, so, you're, just so you're okay, is a feisty force for good. And, uh, and yeah, yeah. And, and uh, you feel free to use it. It's all yours. And uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll move forward. So, Kim, um, as you know, the, the podcast is about uh, talking about people who have been successful in business, but who've also given back to the community, who are, who are trying to do something good uh, in the community. And you know, the, the first question we ask everybody is, you know, how did you come to be in the position that you're in? And I know that you have, uh, you're the CEO at Goodwill East Texas, but you didn't start there. And I was just wondering if you could just take maybe a couple minutes and just tell us a little bit about how you came to be where you are. You know, it, it's really been a journey. Um, I actually started out as a journalist oh, really? and I worked as a newspaper reporter. Well, let me back up. Uh, I started in college uh, at the Post and Courier newspaper in Charleston, South Carolina. Yeah. And I was a copy girl. And, you know, that that's a term from way back in the day. Uh, and so they had copy girls and copy boys, and they were typically college students. And we wore jeans and sneakers to work. And your job was to take the edited paper copy, the actually, you know, paper sheets that editors had marked up and run them, literally run them to the production room. And then they would take them and cut them out in little bitty pieces and make the corrections. And then you run it down to the basement where they made the metal plates. You know, um, nothing was digitized at that time. So I was a copy girl in college. And then um, as soon as I graduated, they had a position open for an obituary clerk if you can believe that. Oh, wow. So I was the person that funeral homes would send their obituaries to, and I would type them up in our format um, and make sure all the pertinent information was there. And I did that for about a year, and then I became a reporter. Really? So from, yeah, that is, it's been pretty interesting. 
And But you know what I loved about the job, and I was a reporter for over 10 years. Uh, what I loved about it is I learned so much from everyone that I interviewed. And I always said, and I still say today, everybody has a story. Yeah. You just have to know which questions to ask. Yeah, it's true. So that was my early beginning. And um, then I began to look at, I'd always wanted to write a book. And I had written a story about my family. And it was so popular in the newspaper. It was one of their highest sales in the history of the newspaper up to that time. And people kept calling in about it. And so a friend of mine said, you know, you really need to turn this into a book. So I took a leave of absence to work on the book and never went back and started volunteering. And through my volunteer work, I say I stumbled into nonprofits because I really hadn't even thought about, even though I had already started a nonprofit, but I didn't think about, you know, really going to work for a nonprofit organization. Um, so in Charleston, I started working uh, for a number of nonprofits, but my first real leadership role, um, executive role was as the executive director of Trident Literacy Association uh, there in Charleston. And then ended up moving to West Virginia with my then husband, uh, who had received an offer in Kentucky. And so um, just right across the bridge was West Virginia. There was an opening for Goodwill Industries executive director. I applied and got it. And that was 20 years ago. Wow. So you started with Goodwill in Huntington, West Virginia. And -hmm. then you were there for how many years? I was there for 10 years, 10 years. And I've now been here in East Texas for 10 years. Wow. <laughs> I didn't, it, time goes too quickly, Kim. I, it, it, I can't it believe has. you've been there 10 years. That's amazing. I know, you know, and, and I'm so youthful looking, you know, I'm a mere child. I look like I'm 12. I know. I understand it, you know, uh, but you know, it, I look back and I go, golly, how in the world, you know, did I stay this long? But you know, I love what I do. So it doesn't seem like work. Yeah. No, that's amazing. It's amazing that you've gone from 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 the the realm of journalism to to the realm of not-for-profit and then to be the 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 CEO, right? Of, of a multi-million dollar corporation, uh nonprofit organization, but you guys still taking a lot of money. Uh it's it's just an amazing thing. How would you define your corporate mission there at Goodwill, Kim? Our our corporate mission is really to provide opportunities for individuals with barriers to employment whatever those barriers might be. And so the barriers may be a lack of a high school diploma or some lack of some credential that they need to move up or or get their entry-level job in, say, IT. It could be that they have um, a previous incarceration, um, and so it's very difficult for them to find a job. It could be that age, you know, either they have a hard time finding a job because they're young and they don't have the experience, or because they're an older adult and they find it difficult to find a job in that space. Or uh, like most people think of Goodwill, they could have a disability. Okay. When I first started working with Goodwill, uh, I think the, the, the motto or the phrase that, that stood out to me the most that I still think of today is not, not giving a handout, but a hand up, right? Helping people uh, fish for themselves, helping people take care of themselves. And uh, what, what a way to to really support people and uh, and the dignity and support the dignity of people to to allow them to to make money for themselves and to support themselves. That's a wonderful thing. Absolutely. So that's your corporate mission. 
And, and my guess is that if you are working in that position, that, that this aligns with you, maybe your personal mission. Would you mind sharing what your personal mission is? Absolutely. Uh, you know, many years ago, when I was a reporter at the Post Courier, I enjoyed my work there, but I felt like I should be doing more, that there was more for me to do. And, uh, and you know, I, I said a prayer and I asked that my vocation match my invocation. And that was really just to serve people, serve people and help individuals, no matter where they were, no matter uh, what their status was in life. I just wanted to serve people and be of some good. That's, uh, that's an amazing thing. My guess is that, that as, as the CEO of a goodwill, um, it, it obviously aligns with, with your, with your personal mission, but that you have good days and bad days right? That there are days when you feel like you're making progress and days maybe when you feel like you're not. What, what would be a good day? A day when, when you know what, I, I see what's going on in the life of this individual or, or in the lives of these people. And I, I, I love what I'm doing. Can, can, do you mind sharing that with us? Sure. I mean, I have so many good days, but I'll tell you just yesterday, I received an email from one of our former employees, but she was also one of our program participants of our Good Biz Entrepreneurial Leadership Program. And she was just starting a little small, you know, at home business and she was working in our accounting department. And she took the the education and, and the leadership training that we provided in our Good Biz and she scaled her business up. And she sent me a wonderful email to tell me how much she had scaled it up. And now she's looking forward to opening a gym. So, you know, that just, you know, just made my, my whole day. And I was like, okay, you know, I'm really making a difference, not only for her, but for the community, because that's going to build the community up as well. You, you know, it's, it's interesting. I was, um, I, I was at a conference uh, just a couple of weeks ago, and I was listening to, to an individual who was talking about um, not just changing and, and uplifting a, a community just by putting in better housing or, or, or providing uh, different services, but he was talking about actually transforming the community, right? That mm -hmm. that not only do you put in the housing, and not only do you do you help people find find jobs, but you also put in like the community center, and you put in you know training for for individuals so that they can then take care of themselves, and and then that becomes self sustaining. And to hear of somebody who, who says, you know what, I needed help with my business. I mean, to, that's, that's amazing, right? To, to say somebody mm -hmm. who, who wants to be an entrepreneur, that Goodwill's actually helping an entrepreneur to build something in a community that's going to help the community. That's a beautiful, that's, that's wonderful. I love that. Yeah, it, it's pretty powerful. You know, and, and all of our services are really so holistic. We provide those wraparound services. So it's not just about somebody coming in to get a certification or take a class or, uh, you know, uh, test out their work uh, agility and their work skills. It's also about providing all those other things that they may need because so many people come to us and they're already at the end of their road. Um, you know, they may need help with transportation. They may need help with, with housing. They may need a childcare voucher. And so we have the resources to point them in the right direction. We have the connections and the contacts so that they don't get the runaround. And, you know, we don't just give them a piece of paper and say, call this number. We walk them through that door and make sure that they get what they need, 
you know, they may come in and need food stamps. Uh, we have a program called Good Assist, and you don't even have to already be a client of Goodwill of East Texas. You can be a customer. You can be anybody who walks in off the street. You come into our Good Assist office, say, you know, I heard you guys can help me, you know, apply for food stamps. Because nowadays, all of that is online. And not everyone is comfortable. There's still a digital divide. So not everyone is comfortable filling out those applications and understanding the lingo and, you know, uploading the documents that they need to, to upload. And so they can come into our Good Assist office. We not only say, okay, you need some food stamps, but can you give me a little background? Why do you need food stamps at this particular time? And what we found in many, many, many cases, it may be an older adult, adult who is, say, 60, 65 years old, and they were comfortable in their retirement. And then they ended up getting custody of their grandchildren. And so now it's not just one mouth to feed. It could be two, three, four, five mouths to feed. Or uh, they may be a, a recent widow. And, you know, when their spouse was there, they had enough to make ends meet. But now the spouse is no longer there. And so then we asked them, okay, what, it, what, what seems to be the issue? Perhaps it's, you know, medical expenses, you know, have, have increased and they need to, you know, they just need extra, extra help. And so we helped them to fill out all that, that paperwork. But then we say, okay, perhaps you need or would like a part-time job or a full-time job. And so then we helped them with their resume. We helped them to apply for jobs online and, you know, really assess whatever it is that they need to help them to move forward to be sustainable. I, I love that. I, I love the fact that that Goodwills are able to do that. I love that you're able to do that. But not not every day can be can be a good day, right? And mm -hmm. um, what challenges are you seeing, Kim? What um what what would be a bad day? Do you, do you have an example of maybe maybe a day that didn't go so great for you guys? I would say, you know, the, the worst days for us um, are always when we can't seem to find enough staff persons, <laughs> you know, and, and something is going on in the store. And, you know, you may only have three people, two people, you know, working an entire shift by themselves and they're working as hard as they can and they're giving their best. And you have four people who are supposed to come in for an interview and they don't show up. And I know I'm speaking to the choir because I know there's so many people out there already going through the same exact thing. And so employment issues are huge. Or you hire someone and, you know, they stay for two weeks, a month, and they're like, eh, I can make more money driving, you know, for Uber. You know, that's extremely frustrating. Um, that, that's really the majority of the issues. You know, certainly there are some things that may not go right, like customer complaints. Um, fortunately, I don't get a lot of those, get very few of those. So that's really good. Um, or there may be a process, um, you know, for example, um, in our, um, we have revamped all of our HR forms many years ago. When I came here, I brought, you know, a whole lot of stuff with me and upgraded everything from resume, I mean, from applications to, um, you know, including EEOC forms um, to, you know, putting certain things online and making sure that the processes were done, job descriptions. We didn't have job descriptions for everyone. And so those kinds of things. And so when I get something and it's on an old format and I'm like, where'd you get this from? 
doing here? <laughs> you know, or all of the steps, all the protocols haven't been followed, the processes. Those are the kinds of things that typically will land on my desk. And I'm just like, Oy vey, what's going on? You know? <laughs> no, and, and that makes sense. You know, for from the store standpoint, I didn't realize this, but um, Goodwill does its best to be self-sustaining, right? Instead of yeah. just asking people for, you know, for money all the time, you really try to to generate revenue through the stores and uh, so that you can actually then fund the the mission that you have and the different services. And, uh, you know, trying a- after COVID, I know that I talked to several Goodwill locations, labor's, labor's rough labor's rough mm-hmm. right now and just trying to get trying to get more people to stay um is difficult it's a difficult thing so so let me ask you because you on the one hand uh, and we we alluded to this before but on the one hand you are there to to help people and on the other hand you are running a multi-million dollar organization corporation right you're mm-hmm. you're 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 trying to make as much money as possible so that you can fund your mission I think goodwill, what is it? More, more money, more mission, right? Um, exactly. And it's not a greed thing, but you're, do you ever find that those, even though it's not a greed thing, right? Um, but the focus maybe is a little bit different. Do you ever find that you, you have a conflict when you're trying to, to maybe focus on, on revenue and at the same time trying to, to help people and serve people? Do you have ever, you know, and if you do find that conflict, how, how do you get through that? Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, the bottom line is anytime, you know, uh, staff think about some wonderful program or service they want to provide, one of the first questions I ask is how are we going to pay for it? <laughs> yeah. You know, because you cannot do good until you do well. And that means financially well. You know, we have to make sure that, you know, the light bill is paid and that we can pay for the upkeep of all of our stores and our various facilities and that we can pay our staff. I think sometimes people look, make the assumption that everybody in our stores, for example, oh, they must be clients, you know, that they work for free. You know, they're volunteers. No, <laughs> these are employees and they like to get a paycheck and they like benefits, you know, and, um, you know, we're, our, our, we try to keep our pay rates as competitive as possible. We keep our benefits high, um, you know, here at my organization, we have mostly full-time employees, so they're getting full-time benefits. And that's a way to keep your, um, your loyal staff on board because, you know, people need benefits. So, you know, that's, that's I think, you know, the hard part um, because sometimes you have to look at the bottom line and you may have a program that is doing good work, but it's costing you way too much to operate. And so those are the tough calls that you have to make from time to time, you know, um, and not be able to to always sustain those. So, you know, we do some fundraising and grant writing to help kind of shore that end up. Um, certainly our stores, the benefit of that is, let me tell you, our stores, and when I speak to granters, I stress this, that, hey, you know, with our stores, you're not, you're not paying for, um, you're not paying my salary, you know. And you're not you're not even necessarily paying the light bill or you're not paying the lease and all of that because our stores are taking care of that. You know, all of that, that top structure um, or foundational expenses that every business and I stress that we are still a business. Every business incurs our stores carry the majority of that. 
and whatever is left over then supports our mission. But if we're going to grow mission, we have to seek dollars elsewhere. Yeah, you know, I, I don't think I've ever heard that. You, you cannot do good uh, until you do well. That, that, that's so true. And uh, you have to be innovative on the on the revenue side as well as the as the, the mission side. It's, mm -hmm. Yeah. So what's the what's the latest thing then? What, what's the latest for you, Kim? What, what's the latest venture that you guys, either as a corporation or you personally, are, are looking to do next? Well, I'll tell you, um, one thing that I started, um, we just, uh, four years ago, we're, going, we're in, going into our fourth year now, is our Good Biz Leadership Program. And I started this with a grant from Microsoft. Uh, for black and brown entrepreneurs, male and females, who were either already in business or they had a, a, a business idea and wanted to launch their business. But it's not a business 101, per se. It is really a leadership uh, boot camp, if you will. And we partner with the Global Good Fund, which is another national organization. And they have a 360 assessment that they provide for our students, we take no more than 20. And then we have these incredible coaches and mentors uh, that come in and work virtually. So it's, it's a wonderful thing because then they can set the program up based on the, the available time and schedule of these entrepreneurs. Because entrepreneurs, and you know yourself, you're an entrepreneur, never have enough time. And you may not be able to go and sit from nine to five in a class you know, for six months. But if you can, you know, for six months, right. But if, but if you can have some classes that are in the evenings, um, you can have some sessions that are with the group or, you know, you can meet with your coach or your mentor at another time that fits into your schedule and continue to scale your business. And it's like having your own personal mastermind group. And it's just absolutely awesome. And so we've actually uh, gotten some attention for that program, I was only going to run it for three years and it has just exploded. And so many people have benefited from it that we are now in our fourth year in our fourth cohort. And um, some funders have also expressed an interest in helping us to scale it up to other Goodwills. What possessed you? I mean, did you see this somewhere else or did, did you what what how did you do this? Well, let me tell you what what made me think about it. Um, this was during COVID, and I was reading some Forbes articles and, and other articles about the disparity of small businesses, particularly those that are operated by Black and Brown individuals. They did not get a lot of the COVID relief dollars because they didn't have, you know, they had small little cottage businesses. And so they didn't get a lot of those COVID relief dollars because they either weren't eligible because their business wasn't at that level or... Many of them were afraid to even apply because it's like, I'm not so sure about this government thing, you know? And, and so they struggled and many of them, you know, closed their doors. And I thought, what can I do? And I saw that happening right here in my own community in East Texas. And I thought, what can I do to help that community? Because we had many, you know, black and brown entrepreneurs here in East Texas. And I said, what, what can I do? And so at the same time, we were looking at some uh, opportunities that Microsoft was, was offering, and uh, they were impressed by the work that we were already doing for disproportionate members of our community. And we're already impressed with a lot of the DEI work that I do, 
you find my my blogs, I do blogs, podcasts, all of that. And a lot of that is on DEI. And so when we had the initial orientation, um, just to discuss, my grant writer was on the call, just to discuss, you know, what was available. They said, oh, by the way, everybody who's on the call, you know, you've already been pre-approved. So, you know, just decide what program you want to do or, you know, what program you want to fund or what you want to support. It's up to you. And I thought, now's my chance, (laughs) you know, but I will say there is a good biz program in Atlanta. Um, Theirs is a little bit different. Theirs is more of a kind of one-on-one, you know, teach you how to start your business kind of thing. And I know we've had from time to time when the economy is really challenged, uh, a few Goodwills have started, you know, programs to help entrepreneurs. Um, but this one has a has a very different spin to it. And it's that leadership. Because we realize that if you build the leaders up, they can do anything. You know, you can go to SCORE, you can go online, you can go to a community college and get the business one-on-one. Yeah. You know, but who's going to help you to really scale yourself up and, and move yourself up? as an individual and as a leader so that you can then scale your business. I just, uh, I'm floored. I, you know, when I first started out, I, I thought I knew what I was doing. I had no clue, Kim. I had no clue. And I just remember sitting in my, in my house, just trying to figure out who can I ask for help? And it never occurred to me to, to talk to a goodwill or anything like that. And, and we've been blessed um, to to just have some wonderful people. I've, I've I've found a very good business coach who who helped me get over the hump. But not everybody has that. Not everybody has those those uh, connections or or those resources. And and the fact that you guys are doing this, and instead of again, instead of giving a handout, right? Have people become responsible. Have them um, start their own businesses. Have them change the trajectory of their of their lives and the lives of their children. I love it. Absolutely love it. Mm -hmm. Well, well, let me add a little piece to that too. Um, All of the successful graduates, when they have their graduation ceremony, they not only receive their their certificate of, of graduation and get their picture and all of that kind of thing, but we also give them $1,000. And so, you know, for for a small business, no matter what you're doing, whether you are, you know, making making candles in your home or whether you have a a, a counseling uh, practice because you're a licensed counselor or, you know, you're a caterer or, or you know, you decorate flowers or whatever the case may be, um, to have a thousand dollars to ensure that, you know, you can do. And then we, we make sure they have business cards. And we register them if they're not already a member of the one of the Chamber of Commerces. You know, we register them for the Chamber of Commerce or a professional organization that is industry specific, because that's also important too. entrepreneurs will get in their little silos and yeah, they just don't succeed because they don't know what they don't know. I'm getting goosebumps. I, I love the fact that you do this. I wish I had known about you guys when I first started. That's, that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Kim, if there if there was anybody who wanted to to learn more about this, whether it's another Goodwill who says, hey, we'd love to talk to you about this, or or somebody who says, you know what, I need help, even if they're not from Tyler, Texas, right? There, they, there's got to be resources for entrepreneurs out there who are looking for help. How, how would they get in touch with you? 
just email me, uh, kim.lewis, L-E-W-I-S, at goodwilletx.com. You can also find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on Facebook. Um, or you can call here at the office uh, at 903-593-8438, extension 1008. I'd be more than happy to, to help anyone. That's wonderful. And we'll make sure that we uh, include all of that with the uh, when we post this. So I want to be cognizant of your time. And uh, you've, you've given so much to us. Maybe just a couple more things uh, as we wrap this up here. What, what book would you say has had the most, and this, this is a question we ask everybody who's on the, on the show, just you know, two, two things. Number one, um, a book, and then number two, advice. What book would you say has had the most impact or contributed the most to your, to your success? You know, I'm going to go way back. Um, there's a tiny little book that's called The One Minute Manager. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Uh, it's about as big as my finger. <laughs> and I remember reading that when I started with Goodwill 20 years ago. And I've gone back to it and I have suggested it to, you know, uh, new CEOs and, and new high level executives, managers. You know, we tend to, to be control freaks. And uh, you don't have to have your hands and your fingers and toes and everything. And if you learn to ask the right questions, you will find that your team will rise. You know, water seeks its own level. So your expectation uh, will, will reveal itself. And that one minute manager really, you know, hone that in uh, and, and help me to learn what questions to ask and just kind of sit back sometimes and give them time to think about it. And they'll come up with the solution because they already know it better than I do. Yeah, that's 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 wonderful. You know, I've seen it. I've not read it, but because you have told me, I'm gonna I'm gonna read this. Yes. And then, if you could go back in time, if if you could look at yourself, you know, twenty, thirty years ago, what advice would you give to that younger you? Mm. Do it afraid anyway. One more time. Do it afraid. Anyway, do it afraid anyway. It, what, what does that mean? Because, you know, so many times I was uh, so afraid to step out there on my own. Um, you know, it, it's hard to for a lot of people to believe that because I look like, you know, I'm so confident and put together today. But there were a lot of opportunities I just kind of let go by me because I was afraid to step out there. I was afraid of what other people might say or think. Or when I would get that pushback or those microaggressions, I would just kind of, you know, shrink back and say, well, maybe that's not for me. Um, and so now, you know, I've learned experience is a great teacher. It doesn't matter, you know, how many butterflies are in my stomach. Do it anyway. Wow. I love it. Do it afraid. Say, say that one more time. Forgive me. Do it afraid anyway. Do it afraid anyway. You gave me, you gave me a bunch of stuff to write down today. I love this. <laughs> Do it afraid anyway. We gotta print these up on some t-shirts or something, you know. <laughs> Do it afraid anyway. You know, and and I think that's one thing. You're right that that people people think that that business owners and entrepreneurs they don't struggle with this, but it, you know, many times we're doing this and we're afraid while we're doing it, right? We're you know because there there's nothing to fall back on, and, um, mm -hmm. and sometimes you sometimes you do it, and sometimes you let opportunities pass you by. I love the conversation that we've had. You've been uh, an inspiration to me just listening to all of this today. I, I hope that those who are listening uh, are also inspired. And uh, and again, if if you heard something that you'd like to, to to talk to Kim more about, please feel free to 
to reach out to her. I want to thank you, Kim, for, for coming on today. Thank you for sharing so much of yourself. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. It's been a pleasure. All right. You have a great day. Thank you. You too.